welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, with my co-host, Bob Hassan. How are you doing today? I'm good, Sean. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about introducing you to Pete. This yeah. is like a very unique individual that we're going to interview today. Why don't you tell us about him? Because yeah. I had you read about him before the show. So Pete Boris, uh, he and his family live in Holland. And like, it's so interesting. He says his father was a farmer. He's been married since 1984 and has three sons. But he's a, he owns a consultancy business. But on the side, he's, he's solved two complex, world complex math problems. And then he's a history buff and he's written something like nine volumes of history. Nine books. volumes, yeah. I mean, it's so, crazy. I just think like one of the things I loved about him when they, I first met them through, uh, just actually just followed our ministry and were connected to us. And at one point they reached out and said, hey, we, we want to just talk. Can we, and kind of gave me their bio. And I was like, dimension theory, mathematician. Yes, please. Right. I want to talk to you because he attributed his breakthroughs to God, which I've never yeah. met a mathematician who said, God showed me how to answer equations that have, has actually made an impact on the mathematical community. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy. And then his son, Jesse, who we've already had on the show, was just mm-hmm. as fascinating as he's an investor with, you know, over $9 billion in his agency that he's responsible for. I was like, I want to talk to these guys. And just, we became friends on the phone the first time. Yeah. And Pete has a way of thinking that I think really, you know, you and I are going after helping to find that God wants to bring Joseph's and Solomon's and Daniel's and Esther's mm-hmm. people who have impact in culture and society, not just an impact for their career, but an impact where their career affects maybe their industry. And I feel like that's exactly who I was talking to when I was on the phone with them. So I was like, would you guys, I know this is a long shot, but would you guys be willing to be on our, our podcast? And they said, yes. And so this is Pete's episode. So I'm so excited to introduce you, our audience, and also you, Bob, to, to Pete yeah. and just who he is. I I believe, you know, from, from all the th- things that I read about him, he, he seems like he's three or four people in one and excelling <laughs> at all of them. So uh, I don't know how he has spare time for anything, but I'm sure we'll find out. So up next, Pete Borst. Hey, my fellow explorers. We have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Welcome back. We have Pete Borst here. Welcome, Pete. Thank you. We're so glad you're here, Pete. You and I had this conversation, wild conversation, that I'm hoping our guests get to hear some of your story because you have one of the most unique backgrounds and ways that God's led you of in your career in both the business sectors, but also in mathematics 
and you're a history writer. I mean, you have so many things that are unique about you. But I want to kind of go into this story because most people, when they think of science and math, who are general Christian audience around the world, don't think of God interacting that much in those realms. They think of God in church. They think of God can help us in our career, but they don't think of people who are like you, who actually have a PhD in mathematics. So let's kind of go into that story. Why did you go after mathematics and tell us some of the current story? Well, of course, on, 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 on high school, I was also already thinking, what should I do? History or mathematics, finance, that kind of things. And then I chose for, for, for mathematics because, the, well, the job opportunities for history were less, uh, less, less great. So I started uh, studying mathematics. And, and in that journey of studying mathematics, I at some time uh, changed from analysis to topology. And it was in a, in a, in a month that I was very involved with, uh, with, uh, with God. And he he he, he was uh, very uh, mm. well in in that specific month uh, busy with me, yeah. And so he helped me to change from direction from analysis to topology, and uh, because I, I was too involved with God, I had less time. I had to choose, and <laughs> so I choose for uh, for topology, and it was a very good uh, choice because one year later my study then uh, get a, a, a very fast uh, move again and uh, within a year I, uh, I uh, finished my study I get my degree and uh, but also I solved the problem uh, the Henderson problem and uh, that professor said he was uh, he was talking about the Henderson problem and he said well Pete perhaps you have in this case the answer and, and I could Give him the answer a week later. And in the other case, what do you think? That's the answer. And then I came up with a counterexample. So then the, the question was solved. And that was for me, uh, well, the, the entrance to the international world of, uh, of, of mathematics. Because as, as a young student, uh, I was uh, at once, uh, well, recognized. And that's not that's not common for those who are listening. That's not common. No, you're no, not no. a college student solving it's major mathematical problems. Yeah. yeah. So so God pointed me the right the right direction in that uh, decisive decisive month, and well then I went to the work, to the marketplace in the IT, and some years later I got called by the university. Felt please could you help us uh, on a PhD, and so I went back to the university, and in one year I did other things in uh, that field of dimension theory which are still used in the in the field uh, with uh, the, the, the i create dimensions and the technique is used uh, still on the on the on the field but then i went back to the marketplace because well i think that the, the dynamics in the marketplace are more for me as to uh, to, to thrive and uh, but and then you talk about the years about uh, 1986. Uh, so, and then I left uh, the university for the marketplace. I had a very steep career. Uh, I was uh, actuary. I was a director of an insurance company. And uh, but at some place in 2005, so you are almost 20 years later. I, I was then in a more uh, quiet uh, stage of my career. Uh, then I was triggered because 
I was, uh, I want to know if a certain big problem, which was already known then in, in 1986, the problem of the sea spaces, that was a key problem in dimension theory, is that solved? And uh, the answer was no. And uh, so I started also, I took some spare time because I'm still on the marketplace, but I put, put some spare time to solve that problem. And then in uh, 2005, I had the first counter example to show that, well, two types of spaces are not the same. So I produced a counter space, a counter example, and that I uh, put forward uh, in a Congress. But then, of course, it had to be judged by, some, by other people. Yeah. And uh, then uh, they were uncertain and they were right to be uncertain. So I had to make it simpler and there was doubt on it. And so you had setbacks on the project. And it took years. And you couldn't give years. yourself full time to this because of your career. Yes, it's also it's the not God dynamic. Time. It's just, just evenings and. I mean, and, evenings and, like who solves dimensional theory in the evenings, Bob? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Pete, yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, obviously you're brilliant, but how did God play into your, yes, your I'm going God. to tell you right now, uh, yes. because, because at one point I was stuck and it was just for some little things it was still holding me back. And then in, it, it, the whole investigation research was standing still. And then at a sermon in 2016, then the, the the preacher said, "Well, well, anyone should should do the things uh, that that God has has laid on him personally because it's very specific in what you're working for, and there are only few people in the world who can solve this problem." So I, I, I'm now I'm now much older than in 2005, and so I was was really encouraged by God to to put uh, energy on that again in 2017. Mm -hmm. So I allocated more time in 2017 and I was able to, to, to get a breakthrough and to solve this, this problem, which is the biggest problem in the sea space. So big that universities don't start with this because any, uh, any uh, PhD students cannot solve this within time. So, and, and so this was one of the things you said is that this problem, a lot of other problems are backed up to this problem. So it's a problem that actually is a hinge for many other things being solved. And so you knew God was, you felt this divine pressure that this is something that God made you for. When we were talking about it, I was like thinking, wow, how cool is that, that you're looking at a problem in the mathematical world that has to be solved for other math to come forward. Yes. And that's just, that's just crazy that God put that burden on you and that you recognized yes. it, that you're like, God, you're doing this for humanity. Yes, and, and other universities, of course, knew that I was very far in the in research, so they, they didn't start also on that. But anyway, they, they wouldn't start. So I, in, in 2017, I could submit the paper with a solution, and now it takes years to to get, uh, get uh, an acknowledgement on that. And now, Beginning this year, I had an acknowledgement on the on the first big paper, and which was the most important part. So wow. uh, we're really on the good way. And also the second uh, paper, the second part and last part 
as also Git have some first reviewer setting. Well, it's very clever. It looks looks quite good, but it's all the the final details have to be figured out. And so I get all the final details also again. But it's it's a sideshow for me. I have I have only few. Uh, if if I if I count the hours, that's okay. It will be uh, five hundred or thousand something like that. But it's it's not uh, not a lifetime's work. But it's 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 uh, I feel I, when the, when I talk about it and I witness on it on several occasions, then people know God is interested in mathematics because he created it and he yeah. showed me of course some of the back pages to to look at the answers but I'm, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the, of course the, Pete, i'm really uh, interested in hearing how god speaks to okay. you personally <laughs> Pete, i'm really interested in hearing how god speaks to you personally how you're do you go to prayer as you're trying to solve these problems is he constantly speaking through you do you have intuition how does it work for you well, that, that's a good question. What I, what I see is that, uh, well, God speaks with, by preaching, by dreams, uh, that he, he, some occasions he used dreams to, uh, to come to me. And, uh, well, well, of course, when I'm, I have rest and I'm on the bike, and here in Holland you can have the bike and you have rest, then at that time he can, he can talk to you. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very uh, several times on the bike I had wow. really uh, and to have that that moments of rest and also in the garden well that's that's quite uh, necessary and uh, to 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 see that and also well when you talk to people that uh, yeah but also feeling I I I have in, in many occasions not on math because I do it already from my heart. That, mm. that people say, well, no one will ever, after his PhD, take the book again to, 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 to pick up a problem. My, my professor never saw that. And I had to do it all by myself. So I had, you can do it only by one source. And that's by the love of Christ mm. for that. And, and that's so the, the love, the passion, and that's more on a, also on the marketplace when, when I... I meet people and also with the history part uh, when I meet people and, and, and I feel uh, love in that relationship, which is pure, the love of God, the agape. Well, I think that's, uh, that's a very important uh, uh, direction for me that I'm, I'm, I'm contacting with the right people and that, of course, limits the, well, the way you're uh, exploring. And Pete, I love, I, I'm geeking out because I feel yeah. like our listeners, maybe for the first time, hear a mathematician who has solved at least two big problems in dimension theory because God loves, for God to love the world. Excellent. And I think that that's, that shouldn't be a foreign concept, but it really, like, I just don't think most people think we have God in such a box. And I love yeah. that you break the box. Like you just, and this is only one aspect of your life. You break the box and the way you think is so pure. It's like so beautiful. And so I want, I was so excited when we first talked. I was like, I want people to hear this because dimension theory is important to God. It's a, and people don't think that people don't realize how much his love is expressed through science and medical yeah. science and math and all these areas. But I think we're coming into that age of Christianity where people are maturing enough to understand and they're becoming intellectual enough to understand that God is the God of the mind too. And then we have to love the Lord God with all of our mind. Yeah. 
And that part is left out of a lot of Christianity. And I think to love God with all of our mind, like you're such a great example of that. Such yeah, treasuring God and the mathematics that you've given yourself on your side job, you know, to do this for because God solved the world. But I just, again, Bob, that's why I was like, when I first talked yeah. to Peter, I was like, you got to talk to this guy. This yeah. is incredible. <laughs> I, think, I think the most amazing thing is obviously, Pete, you're busy and yeah. um, you're solving these complex problems in your spare time. But what you said about how you hear God is that in the rest and the times on your bike and the times in the garden and the times when you're quiet. Yeah. And I think our listeners really need to hear that because in those times is when God speaks. You heard God in the quiet times on your bike, in the garden, in, in the quiet. And, and I think it, it's hard for us to fathom carving out time like that. Yeah, I love that you're able to do that. Yeah, I think because that's that really helps. And of course, God takes the initiative also. I see that mm. I, I, I'm sometimes surprised by the initiative of God, especially in, in a dream or something like that. That He, uh, what I, I'm very loyal in things and I can. Do the investigation year and months after months as a strength, but it could also be a weakness because mm -hmm. God at sometimes has to disturb and to to give a give a swing on that. And when it gives the right swing, well, then I go again for months and months and months. And then and that's that's of course when you you you, you meet people and you have interaction and you said well, and that is very important. Uh, that when you're working on a world level, I work on a world level with mm -hmm. this. I'm not, not just doing things, but I have things doing on a work, world level. Mm -hmm. And then you have to have the right uh, atmosphere and the right people around you to do such things. And, uh, and that atmosphere is not only to be very ambitious, that you have very much uh, energy and ambition, but also yeah. this love. And that's very important to have the right energy. And uh, there is much stress in the world about, oh, you have to be ambitious and hardworking. Of course, I'm ambitious and I work hard. But when I have long-term projects where setbacks and offering and sacrifice are to start with, well, you can only sacrifice when there is love. Mm. So good. I think too, uh, there's something about the fact that you have this career and you've been very successful in your career. Then you also have the mathematics kind of side career. And on top of that, that history that you went to college for that you were studying a little bit of played into a passion project that started. Tell us about these books that you've been writing because it's so fascinating that God wants to build a narrative and over some of the historic events that we've now forgotten about. And yeah. God puts you kind of on an assignment that's shaping into something. Tell us about that. Yes, well, that's also a nice story to tell and also a long year story. As I said, uh, already on, on high school, I had a fascinating fascination for, for history. And God reached me on that point because the things he's doing in, is, in history with Israel and the, the things in the Middle East, etc. So I, I was touched by it. And uh, on that point, God was, uh, was uh, well, I, I came to Christ. And, wow. uh, but then when I'm intrigued by things, I want to write about these things. And Sean, you must recognize that, of course, as a, 
as a writer. So when I when I was intrigued, I, I write about it. And so I was intrigued about uh, in 1975 about uh, Saigon. America left Saigon, of course, the, the whole situation there in South Vietnam. And then the years after that, so I, I started to write narratives on a structure, structural basis with, with uh, nice maps and uh, uh, photos in it. And I did it and I continued it for, for, for years. And uh, then I started to do it each five years. So you have a break of five years, but then I, I gathered material. And when I had gaps in my material afterwards, I, I would fill in the gaps. And I wrote a new book each five year uh, 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 about 50 pages, 100 pages, something like that. And systematically uh, going through each conflict. Uh, I used this material also for uh, my first book that was in 2004 published, Lines to the End Times. And so that's more about uh, modern history. But then with flesh-throughs to, well, what's on the Bible, on, on history, and uh, what are the opinions, and what, what, what could we see, see about that. But then again, I, I, I continued my, uh, my history uh, essays. And also, of course, I started in 1975, so it's now 2020, so I'm now at 2020. Uh, but self, friends from me said, well, your book of the end times was interesting, but this could be interesting as well. And because the this this conflicts, they're all forgotten about the Iran-Iraq war, about uh, well, the Lebanese war. My 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 narrative of the Lebanese war is very appreciated in Lebanon because nothing is about this war ever on on, on any occasion. I, I I also collect books, of course, and. I don't have any book about the Lebanese war. Wow. So, so, so that's, that's a whole lot of forgotten uh, history in it. And uh, well, in 2018, I, was, uh, I get, got some new friends and uh, Energy was giving that. And uh, well, they said, well, you have to publish it and we want to help. Uh, but of course, so, there's something you have to pay for that as well because there's much yeah. time involved. I have done a lot of time in writing but for the for for the maps and all the kind of things to make it publishable that's that is a quite an, an investment so i was doubting uh, well should i do that is it an again is it a hobby or something like that must i do that not and uh, well i i have of course uh, shared uh, sean this, this this amazing story that uh, at one day I, 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 I went into the Sunday, Sunday service and I thought by myself, and I, I didn't even know where this thought was coming from, that if the, preach, the preaching was going about Onan, well, that would be a confirmation for me. <laughs> well, that's, that was a very uh, nasty one because I never heard any preaching <laughs> about Onan right. ever. And I right. come to, to the church of many, many years. And uh, of course, that was uh, more a joke of me, of course, because, but it was not a joke for God. And this morning, the preach was about Onan. 
<laughs> That's incredible. This this is a chance. Well, of course, it, that you can figure out. And what's what's the connection then? Well, the connect and that was explained by God to, to me later on. And he said to me that Onan was to do something about for his dead brother. His dead brother could not could not do any more to to get a son or something. That and Onan should do that. And he, he did not do it. And God was very angry and he, he, he punished Onan and, and uh, he eventually killed him, in, in fact. So it was so important for God that this, this, this dead uh, brother had his legacy. And so also in this decennium series, we talk here in Holland, all uh, history is about the Second World War. Okay, it's okay that there is a lot of attention for that, but for, for the others, other world, other wars and conflicts, etc., there's no attention. Yeah. First World War is very less attention. And so uh, that gives us new inspiration to continue this uh, Decidium series. And now we have about nine volumes and we're starting at, at, at 1880. Wow. And so also the, the First World War and the, the interbellum, all, everything is in it nine volumes and uh, the, the team which is working on it is very blessed with, with all the knowledge they get and all the the the, the details and they are amazed by history about the the, the the russian civil war so many christians fighting to get to stop communism and they and they lose and so much that has happened with these people heroes at some times, and, and, and they, are, they are forgotten. I never heard anything lost, about yeah. it in, in, in yeah. the Dutch. Uh, it's, so, so good. We have a mission on that, and, and, and indeed, again, something that has to be done with spare means and offers and money, etc. So, we, he, we, are, we are very blessed by God and loved by God that we feel that. And that is, that's enormously. Yes, Pete, I, this I, is very so good. Pete, this is so good. I would love to hear. I, we're running out of time, yeah. but I'd love to hear how you've innovated the uh, European insurance markets and and that you've uh, has you have this DAWs 2.0 monetary project yeah. in the midst of. And Sean, can we extend a few more minutes and and listen to? This? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. <clears throat> And that's, of course, amazing that I have these two sidelines. Yes. But then at one time, it's in the, it was in 2006 that I had my, my book on the end times. I had my mathematics going on the run. And God said to me that on the marketplace, I want to have a renewal on that. And he brought me into, into connection with people. And there wow. was love between the people. I had to understand that this love was coming directly from God. And God spoke to me just on the road, just, yeah. just as I speak to with you now. Yeah. And he said, Pete, this love is coming from me, and I am want to, to con that you continue with this project, and I want to continue with these people, and how much you love them, it's no problem for me at all. And, 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 and of course, nothing stupid was going on there, but there was such th things in my heart that's, and it was God. And uh, so I, I, I started to reorganize my, 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 my uh, consultancy business. I had an actuarial consultancy business by that time, 2006, mm -hmm. to a broader program of innovation in Europe. Because I met these people in Romania and also in Germany and other countries. So I know many countries in Europe 
and and, and uh, so I have uh, compassion for Europe, things that are going on, and I see, I know about the things that go on, and uh, also I know the history of Europe and all the things they come combine, and and I see what's happening, and we are also at at, at the risk point. We 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 feel a, a Joseph kind of um, calling. Mm-hmm. And wow. so we are looking about, well, what could be the reason that we are called? God give us ideas about it. And of course, that's still forming. It could change because of things. But one of the things we are uh, called at is the monetary situation. Printing money in, in America and in Europe. And it's only a matter of time when it, that, that goes wrong. Of course, we, we hope it it, 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 it it won't go wrong, but you you hope you 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 don't have to be a Christian to to know that there is an end on that. Mm-hmm. And so we are thinking about and what do we do and that on that specific moment when uh, the, the 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 money has lost its value, and what is the contingency plan? What are we going to do? And that stores too. Because Germany had exactly the same problem in 1923. And in 1923, Charles G. Jaws get in contact with Stresemann and get with his ideas. And so we are looking in this, uh, this specific problem ahead because, uh, well, it could be, and of course it could be not, but still any insurance company we're working with they are very interested in how to, when this thing happened, we have to be prepared for this scenario because central banks won't help us at all. Yeah. Well, Sean, Sean, I don't know if we've ever talked to a forerunner like this (laughs) in every area. It's so, I mean, it's why I want our audience to meet you, Pete. I just think that your longevity and walking with God, walking on his love, walking in relationship and your family. We've had your son on the show. Yeah. Of course, yeah, Justin yeah. Morris, and, and he was just phenomenal. And so we've seen the fruit of one of your children, one of your many children. It was just so amazing to have this voice. And we're so glad you're in Europe. And for our European listeners, we we had some of them ask, like, are you ever going to interview people from Europe? And you are our first two. And we have many <laughs> more coming, which is good. But what a what a bright start yes. to including the European audience which we we are listened to very often there and to hear your entrepreneurship and how your mind is speeding up not slowing down at this stage of life is just so encouraging and it's so i just think god's doing so much and i love that you're on the the edge of it still which is just what we need it's exactly what we need well bob uh we have another segment coming up pete we want to thank you so much for just being a contributor to the show our next segment is questions with sean and bob Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have. 
that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back to Explore the Marketplace. This is one of our favorite segments where we hear questions from listeners just like you. And Bob, today we have a question from E. Hi, my name's E, and here's my question. How do you financially prepare for a transition that you feel the Lord is calling you to? Thank you. E, thank you for that question. Preparing for transition really starts in the heart first. So I'm assuming that the Lord's been moving in your heart and telling you that Um, There's a new season coming forward. And I'm also going to assume that you have a job and you're either thinking about moving to another job or starting a business. And I think as you do that, um, what what I always like to talk about is tightening up your budget, beginning to save money to prepare for if there is a loss of income, one income stream before the other. But one of the things, Sean, we talk about all the time is continuing with a job while you're moving into the thing that you have vision for or this both and situation. Yeah. And I think both and works really well for some people. And then obviously there's some people who it doesn't work well. Like maybe God's showing you to switch industries or switch, whatever you're going to start applying it somewhere else. And I think each one of us has to walk that out. Honestly, like how Bob's saying internally, there has to be you and the Holy spirit praying, weighing what's coming. And of course what Bob's saying, do all the financial responsible stuff of saving money, being ready fiscally for that jump. But there's times that God asks us to jump into faith in a way that we're not totally prepared for. And as a matter of fact, a lot of Christians would tell you that that's their story. So I would look for some people around you who are trusted friends and have spiritual insight as well as natural practical insight and bounce the idea off of it. It doesn't mean you're looking for their permission or you're looking for their exact advice. You're just wanting some people to pray with you through the process who might have some unique insight from God because God uses the body with each other. He uses us with each other all the time. And I know I've sure made some decisions, even buying a property uh, four or five years ago that one of my board members was like, I don't think you're supposed to do this because it affected our ministry. And the other ones were like, we're supposed to do this. So I went back to him and I said, I love your insight. I always listen to you. I love what you're mm-hmm. saying. But again, we're not asking for permission. I'm, I am listening to you. But I don't want to, I told you stuff, it doesn't work out, but we're going to go forward, you know? And he said, totally, I, I would do that too if I felt that in my heart. And so having those kinds of relationships to where you can have that honest of a conversation, but you hear their input. And it, when someone challenges you, even when it's someone in your relationship with you, when they challenge you, a lot of times that challenge actually helps you to weigh it even more. You yeah. might go, oh, now that it's been challenged, I know I'm supposed to do it. Right. Or you might go, ah, I feel weird. I'm not supposed to do it. And so it's not bad when trusted friends give you challenges because that's part of what helps you to make a decision too. So make sure to include some people. That's great. Bob, we love these questions, obviously, from our listeners and from our viewers. And I'm going to encourage you guys, if you have a question, especially for the great Bob Hassan, <laughs> for either one of us, we want you to ask those. Please go to bullsministries.com. Click on the Ask Sean and Bob a question, and you can audio tape your question. Or if you want to send us a video clip, you can email it to at info at bullsministries.com. We would love to answer your question next time on the show. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.